0: Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by EcomC, the place of everything related to Amazon, FBA, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of EcomC, and today I'll bring you a very special guest. His name is Tomar Rabinovich, and he's the founder of Top Dog Global where they actually specialize in consulting seven to eight-figure Amazon sellers to masterminds and summits. And actually, he's actually the author as well of a very a book, new book called "The Ride, uh, Ride the Amazon Wave, which I actually started reading, and it's a very good book. I mean, I think everybody that started into the Amazon journey should read that book. And that's why I wanted to bring you, Tomer, because uh, to be honest, I think you're a very knowledgeable person in the Amazon space. And I just want to touch on, on everything that you talk on that book and also about your journey. So thank you very much for being here. It's a pleasure to have you.
2: Perfect. Thank you, Vicenzo. Good to see you again.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I think uh, the first time we actually met, if I'm not mistaken, was here in in, in UK in, in the third um, session, right? It was around yeah. six months ago. Yeah. So yeah, it was very nice to meet you there, and I saw actually your presentation, very good presentation. I think you were uh, touching about pro inserts and strategy around that, so very interesting. But yeah, I think today let's start first uh, with who is Tomer. I think you you have a very interesting background, and I just want our audience to to hear about that and how you got started in the Amazon space. If you can give us a little bit of that, yeah.
2: Sure. So uh, I started in uh, 2015. Uh, before that, I was doing. I was doing. I was in college. Before that, I was in the military here in Israel, um, and uh, I was also a professional magician uh, at a, since a very early age. I done. I've done magic since I was 10 years old, uh, all the way up until <laughs> I was uh, around 27 years old. So uh, performed on stages all over the place, and I think that was missing to me when I started selling on Amazon. And then I really tried to get to uh, to speak um, as much as I could. And I feel very confident on stage, I think, and I think that shows. So, and I really enjoy that aspect of, of, uh, of this industry. Uh, I think I got a lot of opportunities to speak and I really am really fortunate uh, for that as well. Uh, so I run multiple brands uh, of my own with a small team in the Philippines running almost everything. Uh, And for the past uh, four years now, I've been consulting mainly seven, eight-figure businesses, as you've mentioned, and also a few of the aggregators in the space. And then we also have a program where we help uh, sellers exit. So we basically help them grow their business towards an exit. So optimize everything from the products, the listings, PPC, uh, COGS, everything, like optimize the whole thing, build out a plan of like new product launches as well, expanding to other marketplaces, if that makes sense. And then finally... Uh, exiting the business, uh, so that's something we've been doing only for a few months, but uh, seems promising so far. We only have a few clients there.
1: Um,
2: yeah, I think that's uh, very nice you know, that's
1: about me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very nice, and and I think something I like about you and 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 the summit that you got, which is the top dog global, is that. If I know mistake it's one of the few events that is just for Amazon sellers, right and I like that because i I feel like I, I agree on and I think I heard you talking about that in some of the podcasts and and places where I have heard um you explain about this that is some of the events you see out there you it's all about pitching you an idea <laughs> pitching your service and everything so it will be nice if you can also touch on, on on that summit that I think actually you had one this year and I heard a very good feedback yeah. so yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. If there is something coming up in the in next year, so yeah,
2: yeah. So we've done Top Dog Summit uh, three years in a row in Israel, 2017, Mm -hmm. 18, and 19. Most Mm -hmm. of the attendees came from outside of Israel, and that was after I've been to every single mastermind, every Mm -hmm. event in the industry as an attendee, and I paid a lot of money for like small intimate masterminds with the top of the industry, paid over 10, 15k at some point. So. And then I, I kept getting upsold at <laughs> those events <laughs> by uh, different services, you know. And the content wasn't, um, as I expected, a lot of it was like something I would hear them speak on a podcast or on YouTube or at like any other event. They just copy-pasted their presentation. Nice. So to me, I, I decided, and, and the audience was great, you know. Like I talked to the biggest sales in the industry, came to those events. And then I decided to put together my own event. Uh, and I had some knowledge of doing that, obviously from like speaking a lot of events as, as a magician, performing, but also I organized events at the college I, I was in. Uh, so I knew how to put together, like um, I put together an event for 5,000 students, you know, at some point in the college. So wow. I knew how to put together events, um, had the skill set for that. So then I just decided to do an event in Israel. Uh, and the f- one four months ago was actually in Bulgaria, uh, which uh, was, uh, I think we had about 70 people there, something mm-hmm. like that. And the entire thing was, let's bring sellers to help other sellers. Uh, So no one with a service is allowed to come. Uh, And if you are selling on Amazon, you have a service that's fine, as long as you don't pitch your service on (laughs) or off the page. Um, So that's what we did. And what I also focused on wasn't on hacks. So I don't think any of the speakers really talked about using different hacks. It was all about running a proper business. So if I I saw someone who is... um, very good at, let's say, uh, that can really be anything, but there was one guy selling in Amazon Japan. So he came Mm -hmm. and talked about Amazon Japan. There were two guys who are really good at launching. They were launching products very aggressively with a very unique system that was within TOS, but then they came in and talked about that. Uh, There was one guy who exited multiple times, so he came in and talked about that. So I think uh, that's what I tried to do. And I think the sellers there felt very comfortable just talking and networking with everyone, And the other thing we did, it's like a three day event and the entire morning until noon is lectures. And then after lunchtime, everyone is tired and exhausted to hear more lectures. So what we do at that point is we do more table discussions. So imagine like I'm giving every table a product and then need to plan out the product launch. Wow. um, Or at the last event, we actually brought aggregators I consulted for. We brought branded and elevated. I have equity in both of those aggregators and... um, And what we did there is they brought physical products of theirs, so we gave a physical product to each table, and then we kind of butchered their products. uh, Wow. Which was a lot of fun. Not really butchered, but we just gave (laughs) a lot of pointers on what they can do better and different, and uh, also in their listings, but also in the functionality of the product, packaging inserts, basically everything about it, and I think that was a very cool exercise um, as well. So. Um, I I just created the event I wanted to go to. And honestly, like we are not making a lot of profit on the event. Like to me, it's not about um, everything is a long-term game. Also, the book is a long-term game for me. My profit comes from obviously my own brands, but also from the exits I mentioned and also from working with aggregators. Like that's where the money comes from. It's not coming from doing consultancy for sellers or the masterminds or the summit. Like the money comes from what happens after that.
1: Awesome. That's very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, I think and on top of that, it's also the value. I mean, the, the value you put out there is, is great. I mean, every single person I talk to, I, they have great things about you and the knowledge you put out there. You're a very honest person. So, yeah, people love that, you know, yeah, I give them so, all
2: gift cards to say good things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So now eh, and now, I mean, let's talk about the book. Now you even became an author. Right. So this is like the next level. Right. So you have now your own book which is right, the Amazon wave, and everybody's talking about it. It, Top people in the space is is talking about it. So, yeah, let's start about how, I mean, how you wake up one day and you say, I want to make a book. Like, what what makes you do that, you know? Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So, I was uh, was supposed to be at an event in Prague. This was uh, March, I don't even remember. I think it was 2019, maybe, something like that. And then COVID just hit. And I, could, I didn't want to go because I knew if I'm flying there, I will be quarantined if I come back. Mm. Uh, at the end of it, I spoke on the screen at the event. So they put <sighs> me on the big screen. I just spoke that way. And they had to cancel the event in the middle. It was Augustus event, if you know Augustus. So, wow. Yeah. Anyway, it was an entire mess. But then I knew like, I had like a few more events planned. I, I was flying every month or a month and a half to a different event to speak. Again, I, I love that aspect of the business, but I couldn't do that anymore. And I thought, okay, what am I going to do? Like COVID is going to be here for a while. I have a lot of more free time now to kind of uh, do my thing. So, and I want to help as many sales as I can. And I could do a podcast. I could do a blog. I could do YouTube. I could do different things. But then I knew that I'm not going to stick to it probably. for very long. (laughs) I'm very good at things that are like project-based. That have a beginning and an end. So, if I'm doing consultancy, for example, it's like a few months process. So, if I do the exit program, we build it and we exit and that's it the summit has a beginning and an end. Um, I think podcasting is one of the most difficult things because you have to yeah. keep doing it all the time. For sure. But a book is a massive project that begins and ends. And that's what I liked about that, uh, that concept. And I thought it was going to take me a year tops. Like I gave myself a year. <laughs> what I also did to finish the book because I kind of knew what the chapters are going to look like. So I did the course. I called it Amazon Simplified. I did the 10-week course. Uh, like a five hundred dollars to get in. so that made me like fifty k to just kind of it was sold out in a few days. That, okay. and that helped me to kind of finish the book. I didn't prepare any content ahead of time. I had to kind of do it week by week. and that wow. really helped me kind of finish the book. Um, and that also covered all of the expenses for the book and stuff like that. so and then the the book uh, took two years to complete. Um, wow, it took me much longer than I thought. so it was just released um two months ago, almost two months yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's doing really well. I'm very very fortunate to kind of be well connected in the industry, and people are uh, really uh, giving me everything I asked them to to do. You know, like just uh, I'm sending I send out copies to to a few people, and they gave me a lot of blurbs in the beginning of the book as well. Um, and it's like a, it's not like a PDF file that I worked on in like two days, and <laughs> It's like ten pages. It's a 300 pages book. It's like a legitimate book, and I yeah, know like I know. at Amazon. Amazon sellers are constantly reading and learning stuff on business, uh, like general business books or personal development. And this is like the one book that I think like if I was starting out, this is what I would want. But also, there are a lot of examples. It's not like if you're starting out. Again, my target audience is seven, eight-figure sellers, and a lot of them have read the book and loved it. Even if they exited the brand, they want to do it bigger and better the second time, third time around, that this is the book for them as well. So the book is aimed towards active Amazon sales. It's not like an, an, a book on how to sell on Amazon. That's not yeah. what it covers. It I take for granted that you already know. You already launched a few products on Amazon, and yeah. this is what we need to do next. In order to scale your business, systemize it, automate it, and finally exit if that's what you want to do, or just keep going uh, with your with your brand or multiple brands.
1: Great, great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, for sure. It's not for beginners, but I think it it for sure give you a very good structure, at least step by step of how you get from uh, especially the mindset, understanding how the Amazon business work, finding products and then all the way to exit, which is actually what I want to start touching on, which are the chapters of the book. Right. Uh, Because it has definitely a beginning and an end. And every single chapter is very important to move to the next chapter. And I, I would like just to hear a little bit of all, all those chapters and, and what people can expect from the book once they buy it. Yeah.
2: Sure. So the first and last chapters are more about mindset. Um, so the first chapter is like the Amazon seller mindset. And the last one is more about uh, what happens after you get to where you think you want to be. So either you automate your business and you are like financially free and it almost runs on its own, or you've exited your business and what do you do after that? So I talk a lot about that. And then the second chapter until like, I think six or seven chapter is in, like the first half of the book is really about the foundations. So anything from product selection, sourcing, um, uh, getting reviews, right? Like all of those things are like the first half of the book. And then I go into running the business. So PPC, supply chain, KPIs, which KPIs no one really talks about in this industry. Or <laughs> yeah. not. And then the third quarter of the book is... A, and then the final quarter of the book is about scaling so it's about systems processes exiting the business people hiring like all of that stuff so uh there is a bit for like there is a lot for everyone in the book but also each chapter will uh probably give you like some sort of a smack in the face because it's like stuff you don't really think about or didn't yeah, think about true. until now so if i talk about um like in sourcing you're gonna have multiple tips you didn't think about product selection is full with like stuff no one really uh, talks about in terms of product selection it's not like find products that are $15 to $60. Right? <laughs> Not, nothing of that sort of stuff. Like, it's very different, I think, than what's mostly discussed in the industry.
1: That's very good, very good. Yeah, actually, I, I would like to start touching some of... Uh, I don't know if you can share some of the um, strategies you mentioned in there. I mean, um, what are some of the main takeaways would you say a, a person read the book will, will take in terms of strategy? I don't know if you can touch on some of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. So
2: yeah. I, I honestly think that... I mean, they will understand this is a business, and mm-hmm. it's not a side hustle. Maybe it used to be when I started. You could kind of do it on the side, and that was fine. Now, if you really want to succeed in Amazon, it needs to. You need to be. It, it needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, it's um, not a side
1: hustle anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and also like uh, there was a friend of mine in Israel, and he's working for this. Uh, he has a great job, like a day job uh, for this high tech company, very well known. Um, and he said, "Look, I want to start Amazon and do it on the side." I'm like. But you like your job right he said yeah so i'm like so don't do it like if you want to quit your job someday and do amazon full-time that's fine but if you like what you're doing it's not like real estate you cannot just do it on the side and and expect a return uh, all the time so if you want to start amazon you should really treat it as a business um and then i talk about like a team structure and hiring and all of the different things that you need in this business related to let it run on its own at some point because if you want to be able to take like a week off or two weeks off of your business, you need to think what needs to happen yeah. in order to do that, you know, to be without your laptop for two weeks. And to Amazon sales, that sounds like a crazy
1: a nightmare. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So waking up, not checking your sales every day. Right. So yeah. to me like that, that's um, and, and that should be the goal. Right. doesn't matter if you want to exit or not, but that should be the end goal. And even if you do exit, what happens the day after? So. One thing, for example, that I found out the hard way was when to start hiring people, for example. Mm. So a lot of sellers think, okay, I'm going to start hiring when I'm at 50K a month or when I'm at 100K a month, I'm going to start hiring people. And the truth is that you need to hire people in order to get to that next level a lot of times. And the way most sellers think, and again, I did all those mistakes, it's all in the book, but (laughs) they think, okay, I'm going to hire customer service first for two hours a day because that's all I need. I cannot give them anything else. There is not that much work to do. I have only a few products. It doesn't take too much of my time to do it. So why do I need to hire someone? So the thing is that you cannot really do in this business, you cannot, or any business, you cannot manage micro level and then macro level at the same time. You cannot do the day-to-day stuff and the big stuff at the same time. You cannot answer a customer uh, at one second. and Then the other second, you need to think, okay, what products am I going to launch next? It doesn't really work that way. And if you got a one-star review right now, that kind of pisses you off for the entire day maybe.
1: So know. You, don't,
2: you don't even want to see it. So the, the way to kind of think about it is if you think about, if you treat your business as a startup, right? Instead of thinking this is a, a corporate business or, or or something, or I should run it as a as any other CEO that I saw in movies or other companies, <laughs> or, or you should treat it as a startup. And what I mean by that is you don't hire the people Uh, You don't build all the systems and SOPs and all of that and only then start hiring people. You actually hire people to help you build that with you. So you don't need any SOPs. You don't need any systems. You don't need anything when you start hiring people. And then the second thing is you should hire people as soon as you can afford hiring people. And that can be very cheap or uh, as expensive as you want. But also like the core people that you hire, the first one, two, three people are going to be your core people in your business. Mm-hmm. If you think about any startup company, they always start with a few people um, yeah. already. You are usually one or maybe a couple of people starting this business. So your first few hires are critical to the success. And what I would urge you to do is look for someone who is management material in your first and second hire. Because they can basically, you can coach them on almost every aspect of the business. And then they could hire people underneath them once they mm-hmm. have like too much stuff to do. So if you start with customer support, you can give the same person product research and same person talk to graphic designers, copywriters, and same person to do photography with photographers and like all of the creative work in the business. Once it becomes too much, you promote them to a manager and they help you hire the person underneath them. And that way you build like the management level in your, mm-hmm. in your company. Unlike what I did uh, early on was I, I just um, basically hired people like I hired mm-hmm. customer support, PPC, supply chain, like, random people. And then they all reported to me and I was the bottleneck of my business, and that was even more difficult than doing it all on my own, know. you know. So
1: yeah, that's an amazing TV. Yeah, I think uh I, I see that mistake on a daily basis. I mean, some so, so many people work in their business and not on their business. And when you try to do all these things by yourself, I mean, your imaginary side of your brain just shut off. So you don't know anymore how to scale your business. You're not thinking on new products, new strategy. You're just trying to put off fires every single day. And I think doing that is very important, especially at the beginning. And I think the tip you mentioned, the manager, that's actually a very good tip. I also did the mistake, as you mentioned, just hiring a specific person for a role. But I think right having a, a good person, right on five, that are not good is much better because when you're going to scale, it's much more easier, right, than the line. Um, yeah. awesome. So now I think another chapter I would like to cover, and I think a lot of people might be interested into this one, is the last one when you talk about exit, right? I think, I mean, we have seen everything that's going on with aggregators in the space. A lot of people being exiting their business. A lot of people might be preparing to exit their business. And I think a lot of people when they start an Amazon business, really, they don't put in their mind, that in a few years as a goal they might need to sell the brand which is actually when you get the the most out of the business right most people they make their money when they exit right and when they're selling during the amazon business so it's very interesting this chapter so it could you give us a a snippet of why you're touching here and why you think it's very important to have the right mindset for exit yeah
2: yeah i honestly think that the healthy business is a business that's ready to for an exit that's just a uh a good way mm-hmm. to run a business. It doesn't mean that you're going to sell it at any point, but you need to have everything ready for for the exit uh, because 99% of businesses are either going to be exited or go bankrupt, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's just what's going to happen uh, by nature. So, um, yeah. So I, I think you really need to think about it. And I think a lot of sellers now obviously think about exiting because it's so such a hot topic at the moment. But um, so what you want to do with everything that you do in your business you need to have the exit in mind what i mean by that i just had a call with a seller in my exit program today mm-hmm. so it was kind of difficult to explain to him the concept of of cash flow compared to profit so let me let me give an example of his example so basically imagine this you 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 are funding your own inventory right so you're basically investing a lot of money in your inventory And you're trying to get better terms from your supplier. So you tell your supplier, okay, I'm going to pay you 30% now and 70% 90 days after it gets to Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Or a year after it gets to Amazon or whatever terms you want. Or you pay 10% upfront or nothing upfront and you just fight for better and better terms over time while keeping the same prices. What I told them is, look, what if we take a loan, right? Or what if we take money from an outside Mm -hmm. place, not from your supplier basically, and pay your supplier 100% ahead of time or 70, 30 instead of 30, 70 and give them like much better terms to your supplier and then ask for a discount, ask for 10, 20% off. Mm -hmm. So let's say we are saving $1 per unit for doing that, right? With the supplier. And let's say we are paying $1 of interest to the, whatever, it's going to be less, right? It's going to be a bit less, but let's say we are paying the same amount. The dollar that we save, because we're going to exit the brand, let's say, for a 4X multiple or a 3X multiple, actually is worth $3 or $4. The interest that we're going to pay is an ad back, right, from the exit. Like, we're not going to pay the multiple. It's an expense. Yeah. It's yeah. an expense. So, basically, we are making a lot more money. And instead of using the supplier to kind of help the cash flow, we are actually using an outside company or an outside bank to fund the cash flow for us. Which helps us obviously launch more products and grow and scale and whatever, but that way we are really um, instead of like that one dollar that we save, if we that if we sell like I don't know ten thousand units a year, that's thirty mm-hmm. k in profit, and you take like three four multiple, that's like another hundred k that you made mm-hmm. by doing nothing basically, just by getting better terms from your supplier. And most sellers are really fighting for cash flow, while planning for an exit, they should really fight for profit. That's so that's right. one thing I think that a lot are missing on. Uh, and the other thing is like product launches. They don't really think about uh, the the buyer at the end of it. So if you think about products to select, uh, if you're selling electronics, for example, let's say you have a brand in electronics. If you would launch an, a, a product that is going to become obsolete in two or three years
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: because of the functionality of it, stuff like that buyers are not going to be interested in that because they're going to say okay you're going to sell it in a year to them it's only going to sell for another two years and then they need like a new innovation for the product so whatever products you're launching you should think about is it going to sell in six to eight years from now um yeah. because let's say you grow it for two years and then you want to sell the brand it needs to be sellable for another four six years at least so obviously it's difficult right like yeah that's what you want that's why aggregators love Home and kitchen, sports and outdoors. Yeah. That's why they like those niches because it's almost timeless in terms of like how long you sell those products for. So if you think about toys, let's say you're in a toy niche, which is very difficult to sell, um, like most aggris are not interested in it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but yeah. it's just more difficult to sell. You want to develop toys that are not going to become obsolete, right? For sure. So if you sell like wooden toys, that's great, you know, but if you sell... fidget um, spinner, <laughs> you're going to run into yourself <laughs> Yeah.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I actually like the, the trick of uh, the supply. I have never heard of that. And I think it's very good if you're going to exit, especially if you're playing the next couple of years. Uh, f- a free cash, pretty much, if you do that trick.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's free cash. And and the, also the buyers are going to go, like, if you need to think like an aggregator, basically. So aggregators have unlimited cash, right? That's right. That's the game they're playing. They have unlimited resources almost. So if you had the same thing, what would you do differently? Like, if you would buy your brand today, what would you do? So if you use the same PPC agency for two years, do an audit with three different agencies right now. Yeah, That's what they would do, right? Or if you're using the same freight forwarder with no questions asked every time, take three more quotes right now because that's what they're going to do. If you use the same supplier for the same started, do the same thing. That mistake
1: is huge, the supplier. I mean, I see so many people using the same supplier for years and they're overpaying. and and That's fine, but just check
2: for quotes, just get yeah. price quotes from different suppliers and whatever and if your supplier is pissed that's fine like they can lower the price if they want
1: uh, it's just yeah. business you know um, awesome awesome yeah. yeah great advice Tom I mean thank you very much for sharing that I think as a last question is there something else you think you would like to touch around your book eh, or something you would like to just for our listeners so they can go and, and feel motivated about reading it yeah
2: Yeah, I would just say one more thing, and I think I really invested heavily in that topic, Uh, also in the book, and also I did a few workshops on the topic and different lectures and stuff. And you mentioned the inserts that I did in -hmm. in the session. So it's around getting reviews. I think we all know and understand the importance of five-star reviews on Amazon, but we are not doing a lot to generate more five-star reviews legitimately Mm -hmm. from real customers. And what I mean by that is you're just thinking, if I have a good product and I have a good listing, whatever, then I'll get reviews. But that's not the case. Like think about how many products you bought yourself, <laughs> and how many reviews you left in your lifetime, probably not. Never. So, yeah. so to do that, to get those reviews, you really need to kind of, and I call this like six star experience. You need to aim for a six star experience to end at five stars. And I cover that in the book. But if you think about packaging and inserts and the product itself and gifting inside of the product, and what can you do to add humor and playfulness to your brand and, and, basically add more value to the customer without getting anything in return or expecting anything in return, that's really what you want to do Um, when you think about um, reviews because you want to – we all know that that's the game. If you can get more five-star reviews consistently for every 100 units sold, like your review percentage grows, it really affects your ranking. So if I'm selling 100 units a day and you're selling 100 units a day, but I'm getting double the review rate than you, five star reviews, I win. Like Amazon is going to reward me in higher ranking. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you do. So that's why like the biggest sellers that I know are very strong at getting five star reviews. Sometimes legitimately, sometimes not legitimately. But even if you have 10,000 reviews, it's not like you don't want reviews anymore. You need to keep yeah. getting reviews to maintain high ranking. Um, So I think that's one aspect that is ignored by a lot of different sellers. And I researched a lot of industries and a lot of like in my services, I try to do the same thing in my products, I try to do the same thing and it's not easy. You know, it's not, it's not easy. Sometimes customers are not happy, whatever, both in like consulting them and also in selling products to them. But um, I'm just trying the best I can and just like over delivering on everything uh, if possible. Uh, Yeah, to get the book, if you go to Amazon and just type in, write the Amazon wave, no need for super URLs or anything like that. Um,
1: (laughs) No specific keywords, uh, are you sure? (laughs) No
2: specific keywords, you can type my name or write the Amazon wave. Um, And if you want to check what we do and how we help sellers scale is just go to jointopdog.com. But I will say that the book was written for, and what I really wanted is to help as many sellers as I can. So at the early on I helped like a lot of beginner sellers and then I kind of scaled my own business and then I could help bigger sellers but now I can't really help small sellers I don't really have anything to offer them because my services start from a few thousand dollars so that's another reason I wrote the book basically help sellers scale and then hopefully they can buy awesome. my services later right so love that
1: yeah very good <laughs> yeah. but yeah Tom I mean thank you very much for coming here I'm pretty sure we're gonna do future episodes going more in there with strategies and things like that but in the meantime, yeah, I invite everybody to read your book and looking forward to meet you soon. Yeah. Thank, thank you very you so much. much. A, thank you. Bye. Bye. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.